0: Slam now. We got the real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Space jam. Your chance Hello and welcome to, to Pickin' Pod. Game. I'm Tyler Friere alongside Brenton Petty and Charlie Maysano. I'm Tyler Friere and uh, let's get right into it, guys. So the big topic of the day, of course, is Russell Wilson. Uh, excuse me, Russell Westbrook. I'm thinking about football <laughs> over here. But uh yeah, Russell Westbrook tied Oscar Robertson's record of triple doubles with forty-one last night and um a lot of people around the nba were on espn and on the different outlets this morning kind of saying how um it's it's locked in now he, how he's gonna get mvp now it's no longer james harden but i'm of the mindset and i want to hear what you guys want to think i'm gonna go to brent first um what do you think this record means for russell and do you think he locked up the mvp
1: uh I, well what, what he's been doing first of all what he's been doing is amazing um Last night, tying the record, as you say, with Oscar Robinson. Um, this is actually that was actually a seventh straight triple double, and he's yeah. going for. If he gets two more, that'll be he'll tie Will Chamberlain for most triple doubles in a row, which is incredible. Amazing. In yeah. Um, did he lock up the race? Uh, I don't know if he particularly locked up the race because I mean, what James Harden is doing in Houston is incredible too. He's two rebounds away from averaging a triple double, so. I feel like, I know we talked about this earlier in our pre-meeting, how, you know, they can give a co-MVP. I kind of, I'm kind of on that mindset where it's a co-MVP because both guys have just really been having an incredible season. What
2: do you think, Charlie? Well, last week on the show, I said that I think James Harden should be the MVP based on... I remember, the, The Rockets were the third seed, the Thunder were the sixth, and the team is just playing out of their mind right now. But, I don't know, after seeing last night's performance and possibly breaking this record tonight... I just don't see how you can't give it to Russell Westbrook. I mean, someone has Ro, Oscar Robinson hasn't done this in for someone hasn't done this since Oscar Robinson 40 years. So yeah. it's just something we don't see every day in the NBA. So
0: it's something we don't see every day in the NBA, and it's something like I said before the show that like, we'll remember this for years to come. But exactly. Yeah. Brent mentioned it. He's not efficient, you know, and I feel like the MVP of the league is somebody who, you know, get your teammates involved with with the best efficiency as possible while doing that. And he averages six turnovers a game. So it, lo- it looks like he's really trying hard to get that 10 assists a game. Like the whole year, I feel like he was just fighting for that. Um And and it's not like out of the realm of possibilities because he's known to be all about winning, but also he's the kind of guy that looks at the stats and he's been open about that previously and um, in his uh comments to the media. But even though he's averaging a triple-double, I still think James Harden might be the MVP just simply because He's basically averaging a triple double himself. I mean, he averages 29 points a game. He leads the league in assists, and he's playing under coach Mike D'Antoni, who's probably the coach of the year and got this team really playing well. If I had to choose, I would choose James Harden. But it's just averaging a triple double. We haven't seen it so long. It's just that's why I'm on the fence about it. I think it should be a co MVP. But as like competitors, I feel like they they wouldn't wouldn't be for that. What do you think?
1: Um. Yeah. Exactly. What you say. They both you know, have been having incredible seasons and, you know, putting up great numbers, Russ is averaging 31, 10, and 10, and he's averaging six turnovers as well. But I think you have to kind of look back at what the Thunder were last year. They were a team surrounded with, you know, another MVP in Kevin Durant. They lost Deion Waiters in the the summertime. He's having an incredible season in Miami. And then they also lost Serge Ibaka. And then just to see what Russ is doing to keep them relevant, like many guys in the summer believe that, you know, the Thunder weren't going to make the playoffs or – they weren't going to be like have this much hype around him he's kept the hype in OKC and become became and he's become the face of the franchise and yeah. you know they're competitive they're beating guys and stuff like that so he's really carrying that team so i don't know it's going to be tough i i don't want to i'm happy i don't have to make that decision <laughs> so. to give the mvp cuz whoever doesn't get it is going to you know use that as motivation in the playoffs and for the yeah. rest of his career as,
0: as a quick little funny side note i seen um ernie johnson was on first take and he was like if when I do get my ballot to vote, I'm going to put Russell Harden or put like <laughs> yeah. James Westbrook or something because it's like that close of a yeah, race.
1: I, I don't want to be that person not voting for the other. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. So it's just a tough decision. I, if, if I had a vote, I, I would I say I
2: still don't even know. That's yeah. why it's such an interesting race. What do you think, Charlie? Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate here and say like, oh, well, if you can't really choose between Harden and Westbrook, you can even, say, you can even throw LeBron's name in there because he's always in the discussion every year. Every year. It's every year. And he's also up there with with his stats too. He's averaging twenty six points a game, eight and a half rebounds, eight eight point seven assists. And without without Cleve, um, without LeBron playing, they're zero and six this year. So, and I kind of want I kind of want to give a shout out to some
0: people who would be in the MVP race if it wasn't for these two people. And I know you you're gonna yeah. know, like this guy a lot, John Wall <laughs> yeah. and Isaiah would, Thomas. Isaiah yeah, Thomas I for sure say that. are two point guards that I feel like if they were having this type of season last year, they would be right at the top of the list of yeah. of MVP candidates. So. I just want to quickly just shout out those those uh, players because we have people at the top of the MVP list who are doing stuff that are so historic. I mean, James Harden's probably going to lead the league in assists and be second in points, which is, like, something you don't see unless it's, like, NBA 2K,
2: my player. I mean, it's it's just really amazing. But um, And I know you mentioned it about um, Mike D'Antoni possibly being coach of the year. You got to shout out St- um, Brad Stevens from the Celtics yes. with that. because. Yeah. I don't think anybody expected them to be tied with Cleveland right now for the first seed. They're 15-27, playing great. They have such great chemistry as a team. I just didn't expect them to—I expect them to be good, yeah. but definitely not be the number yeah, and, one seed in the East. Yeah, and,
1: and that's actually a great point that you brought up with Brad Stevens because you got to think about it. You know, Avery Bradley's missed majority of the year with the ankle injury. Yeah. Al Horford's been out with concussion, and they're still top and competing, and Isaiah Thomas has just been playing amazing.
0: Yeah, Isaiah Thomas is one of my favorite players in the league, and— um. Just to highlight the game tonight, I mean, Boston and the Cleveland Cavaliers are playing tonight, and it's going to be for first place in the division, and it's going to be for the tiebreaker between the two. So whoever wins this game tonight is probably going to be the first seed in the East, so that's just something to look at for, for later on tonight. But yeah, just quickly about Brad Stevens. He's another guy, because of Mike D'Antoni and the success the Rockets are having, which was kind of unfounded and not a lot of people expected, he's kind of get pushed under the carpet a little bit uh, for Coach of the Year, which I think he's doing a great job. Like Brenton said... Uh, Avery Bradley's been hurt the whole year. Um they got their lead player is a player who's um not as a not your prototypical point guard. He averages around 6 assists a game but he gets you 30 points. So like he's doing something with a team that talk about weren't expected to be there. Boston was not expected to be a number 1 seed. So like yeah. just yeah, I really want to give some props to the Celtics there even though we are a New York based show. <laughs> um quickly before we move on to the next topic, um MVP Russell Westbrook possibly. Um, do you think he gets the record tonight against the Memphis uh,
1: i I definitely think he gets the record. I mean, just looking back at his numbers, um, starting from the 76ers, the game where he had the first triple-double without missing a shot. He then had 39, 13-11, then 37, 13-10, and, and then 57 and 13-11 Psh, on the Magic. Those stats are, like, ridiculous. I, I just don't see him – I don't see how he doesn't get the – the triple-double record tonight. So I, I think he'll pass Oscar Robson with 42 tonight.
2: Yeah, what do you think? I want to say, even if he doesn't get it tonight, I mean, he's definitely going to get this record, whether, whether it be Friday against the Suns or Sunday in Denver. Or I don't, I don't know if he would want to do this, but <laughs> wait all the way until... April twelfth at the last home game of the year against the Nuggets to get in front of his hometown <laughs> crowd. But if I'm him, i just focus on getting yeah. this record done and focus on getting your team prepared for the playoffs. Because yeah. if they are the sixth seed, they're gonna have a tough task against the Rockets. Exactly. And you don't want you don't want this to to like play a
0: factor in getting ready for the postseason because you know, this is something that hasn't been done in a long time. It's getting a lot of attention in the media. So you kinda wanna get the record out of the way. It's gonna be harder tonight against the Grizzlies who are been a stout defensive team for like almost a decade now, but I think he'll get it. And uh so you guys should tune in for that because we'll we'll be witnessing history tonight when uh he does get it, getting forty two triple doubles in a season, which I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. He's not doing as efficiently as I like, but you know what, still history and still got it appreciated, and he probably will be the MVP if it's not co MVP
2: with James Harden. Big night in the NBA tonight, but like you said before, you got the Cavs and um Yeah. Cavs and Celtics game and then you also have um, Dallas and and um, Clippers, the Clippers. Yeah, even though the da- the Mavericks aren't probably going to make the playoffs, but the, they're fighting. You know, they had a bad uh, start to the season and they're kind of fighting their way but back. But the Clippers need this need this win tonight to lock up just some men- um, good mentality going into the. Playoffs. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean,
0: um, you guys already know I'm a Chris Paul guy. I'm a Clipper guy. I'm wearing a Los Angeles <laughs> Clipper shirt right now. Um, that matchup tonight is definitely some something I look at for the Clippers as a, a it should be a must win. I know it's against a non playoff team a week before the playoffs, but another game I wanted to mention is the Heat and Hornets, which is going to transition into our next topic of the eighth spot in both conferences because both races are as tight as I can remember. I mean, right now it's Portland, in, um, Portland and Denver in the Western Conference in the eighth spot. Uh, Denver just beat Portland last night, so they kind of got the edge in that. And um, ex- I don't actually, I don't think they played. I think Denver beat a different team Denver last night. Denver beat. The New Orleans Pelicans New Orleans 134, 131. yeah. When I said it, it came out wrong, but yeah, they beat the Pelicans last night. They moved even closer to the, the Trailblazers. But before we get to the West, I want to get to the East because I think it's it's even tighter. And you got about five teams that could legitimately, legitimately make the playoffs, and that is the Chicago Bulls, Indiana Pacers, the Miami Heat, and Charlotte Hornets. And the Heat and Charlotte play each other tonight which is going to be a, a great game and probably determine who's going to get into that eighth spot. So I kind of want to throw it out to you guys. You guys know who uh, is is uh, fighting for the playoff spots in that eighth spot. Who do you think in the East is going to be able to to break through and be the eighth spot possibly playing um either the Celtics or Cavs?
1: Well, um, I looked at it. Um, I have the Bulls and Pacers finishing out just the way it is right now. I think that's how it's going to end at the end of the regular season next week because take a look at the Heat. The Heat next – The next four games are the Hornets, who are still fighting. The Raptors, who are still fighting for position. They play the Wizards twice, and then they play the Cavs. Who knows if the Cavs are going to rest or not, but if they're still fighting for that one seed, they're still going to be competitive. And then the Hornets are two two games out behind the Pacers and, and Bulls. So... I feel like the Pacers and Bulls have a good opportunity. You know, these last four games to solidify the seventh and eighth seed and, and make it stay like that.
2: What about you, Troy? Yeah, I agree with Brent on that. Uh, I think it's going to be Chicago and Indiana. If you're if you're a Nets fan listening, you don't want the Pacers <laughs> making the playoffs because they could get the if the Pacers do not make the playoffs, the Nets get their second round pick. Yeah. But unfortunately, I think Indiana is going to get that eight spot. They have Paul George. Paul George is a le- the leader of that team, and he's going to will his way into the playoffs, whether they beat the Cavs in the first round or not. I personally don't think it's going to happen. I just I think he will will them into the playoffs. And also with the the return of Lance Stevenson <laughs> on a 3-year deal and we saw last night. Yeah, it was pretty We fun. saw last night when um he scored he scored a uh, a layup with like 2 seconds left yeah. in the game. Bush it, Bush League play, but you know what? It, he, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the right thing to do, but he his his energy, he played 25 minutes last night, scored about like 10 points. So I think I think his energy will help the team. See, I'm not as
0: sure as you guys are, you guys think um Indiana will be in the eighth spot and Chicago in the seventh. Yeah. I honestly I'm looking at the teams in ninth and tenth and Miami and Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte has an all-star on their team and Kemba Walker, he made it for the first time this year. You got Miami who's twenty six and seven, I believe, since January. I mean, I think their record was like twelve and thirty, and then now all of a sudden you see them, they're thirty seven and forty. So they're really fighting their way back after a tough start of the season and um Tonight's game against Charlotte will definitely, um, they'll if they win tonight's game against Charlotte, they will be tied with Indiana for 8-spot, and they hold the tiebreaker as well. So they would move into 8-spot if they win tonight. So I just think, I really like Miami and Eric Spolstra. He didn't really get enough credit uh, when he had the big three there, and he won the two championships because, you know what, he had the big three. So like, he didn't really get as much credit. I'm a big Eric Spolstra guy. I think, I think Indiana finds a way to squeeze up to 7th, and Chicago bumps down. Um, to ninth, and Miami gets into eighth, if that made any sense to you guys. So my, my seventh and eighth is going to be um, Pacers. Pacers going to find their way to squeeze up the seven, and the Heat will find their way to get into the eighth spot because I really like the way they're playing defensively. Deion Waiters is, like, more of a, a, a solid scorer for you as opposed to what other teams he's been on. And, um, honestly, I'm just looking forward to a matchup between the Pacers and Cavs, possibly, because I think the Cavs are going to end up getting the second seed, and... um Maybe it's a little wishful thinking, but if the Pacers are in the seventh seed against the Cavs, that would be a great first-round yeah, matchup. Yeah, that,
1: that definitely would be a great first-round matchup. But just to go back to you thinking the Heat are going to be seed? I kind of disagree only because of their, their next four games. As yeah, I, yeah, you did mention about, that. Yeah. As I talked about earlier, they have a back-to-back at Toronto, and then after that game, traveling to play to go to Washington is going to be tough. Yeah, that's a tough draw for them, man. So, yeah. It'll be interesting to see, like you said, it does start with tonight. Whoever wins the Charlotte, Charlotte and Heat game, but um, back to what you were saying, the Pacers and Cavs. That would be a really good matchup. We got some really good basketball over the weekend with Paul George and uh and LeBron James both going for uh, a bunch of points and yeah. going back and forth in double overtime. So
0: then they both caught a dunk on each other yeah. too, poster <laughs> a little bit. So that
2: was <laughs> yeah, that was so. definitely a fun regular season game. I caught the end of that. Uh, what do you think, Charlie? yeah, there's no way the Hornets are gonna make the playoffs because they play Miami tonight. Then they got Boston. Milwaukee, and they finished the season against Atlanta, all Eastern, well, all Eastern Conference playoff teams. So Atlanta's yeah. definitely out. Detroit is still mathematically part of it, but they mm. haven't been playing well at all. They yeah. lost to the Knicks last week. There's no way they're going to make it. <laughs> so I think it's just going to be come between the Bulls and Pacers, and uh, I I just don't see the Heat coming out either.
0: Yeah, the Heat. They like Brian mentioned. They have a really really tough draw, but. They've been balling since January, and their defense has been tops in the league the whole year. Even though they start out the year twelve and thirty, so Eric Spoelstra is a really great coach. I don't know. I'm going to go Pacers and then Heat.
2: But I will say, if the Heat do end up playing the Cavs in the playoffs, the Cavs have to step up their game because this season head to head, they've the Cavs have won one game and they've only and they've lost two games, and LeBron only sat for one of those games. So they got they got to do something about Deion Waiters and Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, they're not an easy out for any. Uh, one of those top seeds
0: that are gonna face, possibly face Miami. So, if they find a way to squeeze in, it'll be um, it'll be a great first round matchup. There'll be a lot of great first round matchups, honestly. But I
2: hope so. The NBA needs it. I know because
0: everyone I know, Stephen A. Smith has been adamant about it. He thinks the regular season was ruined, quote unquote, ruined because of Kevin Durant going to the Warriors. I'm not of that mindset. I I still watched a lot of basketball games this year. I'm a basketball junkie, so. I don't think he ruined the regular season, but we can go on for <laughs> an hour or two about Kevin Durant. But let's let's just move on to the Western Conference now, as we already got who we think is going to make it in the East, as a week away from the postseason. In the West, we got Portland. They're thirty-eight and forty, uh, not not really living up to expectations with uh, Damian Lillard, who's like a superstar type point guard. But Denver, I mean Nikola Jokic. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right, but he's in his second year and he's averaging like I think seventeen. 10 and 5. So he's a legitimate big man in this league and he's only 21 years old. So looking at the 8 spot guys, do you think right now uh Denver's only a half game behind Portland and they just won a really close game against the Hornets last night. Who do you think gets into that 8 spot? I'm going to throw it out there right now. I think Denver finds a way to get in there. Uh what do you guys think?
1: Um yeah, like you said Nikola Djokic. Uh, Jokic. I <laughs> have see like I I, can't yeah, it's even, I think it's, it's Jokic yeah. yeah, he's yeah. a um they're really good young nucleus over there with uh Gallinari and uh Wilson Chandler and even Gary Harris has been playing well as mm-hmm. of late. But I me as a fan I would want to see Troll Blazers versus uh Warriors in the first round see Damian Lillard and Steph and Steph go at it. Yeah. But I just I just feel the Trollblazers Blazers next four games are all at home, but they're they're tough against Timberwolves, Utah, the Spurs and the Pelicans. They're all mm. at home games and while the Nuggets play the Rockets, Pelicans, OKC and then at Dallas and at OKC. So I feel as if Tro Blazers are a half game up. I think the Blazers get in. What do you think, Charlie? I
2: actually think the Nuggets are gonna get it because <laughs> Okay. The, the the Blazers play the Spurs in their second to last game of the year and the Spurs are not gonna rest their players because although it's highly unlikely that they get the one seed, they're still trying to cling to that one seed. So it all depends on if they if the Warriors clinch that clinch that position but if if the spurs do not rest their players i see that the the nuggets grab that position and i'm looking at the east teams and looking at the the remaining schedules for those guys
0: and then looking at the remaining schedules for the guys fighting for the 8 spot i feel like both on both sides they had, a lot of teams have a tough draw to kind of squeeze in there it's not going to be easy for any of these teams to get to get there but denver i there's another team who like honestly people thought would probably be in the lottery but now they find themselves a half game out of the playoffs with a week to go and Gallinari, I think a lot of people, is like. I think he's underrated, Gallinari. I mean, he's averaging 18, sure. 18 points a game. He's Talk about efficient players. He's he's a guy who's really efficient scoring, three points, free throws, field goal percentage, everything. And um, they average 11, 112 points a game, which is third in the league, and they average 46 rebounds a game, which is second, which I think rebounding is one of the most important stats in basketball, and Brent playing uh, basketball for Fordham, you probably know that more than anybody else. Rebounding is super key. And then they also are second in the league in assists, so they're doing—they're just playing basketball the right way, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they squeeze in there to the eighth and maybe win win a game or two against the Warriors. They will probably get one, I think. Yeah, yeah. and
1: I and I, I look kind of look at the Nuggets this year as the Utah Jazz of last year, who were a team, a young nucleus team who you know were on the fence of making the playoffs, nine, eighth seed, and. No. And just how the Nuggets have tran like transferred that over and that that winning mentality and trying to make the playoffs of last year to being the fourth seed this year, so it would be great for the Nuggets to get in. And even if they don't get in, this is just something to look forward to for next year. Definitely as
0: they're having a nucleus. Definitely like a stepping stone yes. for them
2: too as they go, as they go forward. I'm gonna quote MJ and say the ceiling <laughs> is the roof for the Nuggets. <laughs> <Yeah. 'Cause, laughs> oh my God! The, uh, they have such a bright future between Nikola yeah. Jokic and Gary Harris and Jamal Murray, who they drafted from Kentucky this year they're just playing unbelievable basketball for unbelievable basketball that they were projected to be like a, a lower a like lower seated in the west maybe like a 14 14th position in the like that low yeah they were projected lottery so, so that's outside. why that's why they're obviously their record is 37 40 below 500 but they're still playing a lot better than people expected I mean, you mentioned Michael Jordan. I just want to quickly uh, shout out um,
0: North Carolina for winning the national championship yeah. on Monday. It wasn't a great game. There were a lot of fouls called, but I just want to quickly shout out to them. This is a basketball podcast, so definitely want to give them their shout out. So you're going with Portland, and me and Charlie are going with Denver. I'm going so with Denver, yeah. It's honestly it's anyone's game in this last week of the regular season. I'm I got league pass. I don't know about you guys. I have always had league pass. I'm going to be tuning into almost all these really really big matchups, but. I, s- I may sound like a broken record, but the, the Warriors won last night, okay? <laughs> it's been 12 <laughs> in a row, and um, since Kevin Durant has been out, he got hurt against uh, Washington about a month ago, underwent arthroscopic knee surgery. Uh, he'll be back on Saturday against the Pelicans, but um, just seeing what Steph Curry a- is doing without Kevin Durant, it reminds me of the last two years of what he's been doing without him. And not to say they're, n- they're not as good when Kevin Durant comes back, but I just feel like Steph takes a step back a little bit when Kevin Durant's on the team, and it might take him a little longer to get in the rhythm and uh, to get hit one of those really uh, momentum-switching threes when he's on the court. But when he's not on the court, Kevin Durant, I just, it just opens it up for Clay and everybody. And you see they won 73 games without him, so I think they won 12 in a row now. They look like they've they've won the most games in a three-year span, to, and, and, than, more than any other team. So, like, I just think the Warriors... Are really really lethal and they won twelve in a row. But do you think there's a legitimate team in the West that can knock them off?
1: I I honestly think there isn't a team no. that can knock them off. Um, I mean just look what they're doing now. They won twelve like you said. They won twelve straight and over that span, they beat the top the two the two seed and three seed. They beat the Rockets twice. They beat the Spurs. They beat them at at San Antonio without yeah. KD. They're you know. With KD missing 19 games, um, they're still ranked second in the league in defensive efficiency. That was one thing, one concern they had coming in with losing KD, losing him as a basket protector. Yeah, they rank, they still ranked first in offensive efficiency. Yeah. So I just feel like once you plug KD back into that into that three spot, you know they can go to that death lineup with Draymond at the five spot. I just feel like I don't, I don't see anybody beating him. I. Maybe the Rockets or Spurs take them to six or seven games, but I just don't see them beating see them beating them four games. What do you think, Charlie?
2: And that's to say, the game against the Spurs, the Spurs are up twenty three to three, and they still won that game. Yeah, by I, I I tuned
0: into that game, and I was like, wow, the Warriors look vulnerable, and all of a sudden, I tuned back in in the fourth, and they're up by five. It's just it's amazing.
2: Yeah, so the obvious, I think that like what Brent said, the Spurs or Rockets could take them to six, maybe seven, because you got like guys like James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, uh, between the Rockets and the Spurs, so. I even though even though you got those players the Warriors are just too deep even, and Kevin Durant hasn't even been playing and they're, they're uh, they've won 12 in a row so I just don't see anybody stopping them. That's
0: why I mentioned the the term lethal. I mean, they really look like they're going to roll through this the Western Conference, but when they do get to the Western Conference finals, which I think they will, pretty sure they will. Oh, No doubt they will. Yeah, so they'll get there, but I think if they do match up against the Spurs, and um, I feel like every year, well, the past three years, as the Warriors have been on the top of the NBA, winning the most games in a three-year span, um, everyone has been saying, oh, the Spurs can do it, the Spurs can do it, and they really haven't gotten over the hump. But I just think Kawhi kind of turned the knob a little bit, and he's averaging 26 points a game, career high for him. He's guarding the best player on the team every game and um, probably going to win defense player of the year, if not runner-up to Rudy Gobert, who's actually playing really well for the Jazz. But it's just... It's just so scary to see a team like this without an MVP player on their team, who's just basically just waiting to get back for the postseason. So, if I had to pick a team, I think the Spurs would would go six or seven games with them, but it's probably going to be the trilogy of the Cavs Warriors again for this yeah. year's final. And then
1: another another thing like people aren't really mentioning is you know the fatigue factor and them sitting out games and not you know last year they were going for the record of seventy two wins and yeah. this year they kind of like you know brought it back. Steph minutes are. Are down this year, one of the lowest of his career. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's well rested. And then the, back to the KD injury, of him being out since February 28th, is allowed guys like they signed Matt Barnes, who's, you know, giving him a port 20 minutes off the bench. That's a good signing uh, for them, yeah. Patrick McCraw, the rookie out of UNLV, he's mm-hmm. been playing well. He started a couple of games. You know, yep. Javel McGee's relive his career there. So, yeah. You know, they're bringing a lot of guys. Guys are playing good off the bench. Sean Livingston, David West. I like Ian Clark a lot, yeah, too. Ian Clark's been playing well. So, you know, they're really deep. And then another thing that I uh, – interesting fact I found was the plus minus of the NBA. The NBA has this cool new, you know, statistic. i seen that, the yeah. Plus minus. And the top five guys in the NBA are all Warriors. Steph is number one. Draymond, wow. Clay, Kevin Durant, Andre Iguodala, all top That's five insane. in the league
0: <laughs> for Plus four, plus minus. That's like – when you just said that, it's just like – you're rolling my eyes, because yeah. it's like it's a crazy stat to yeah, think about. It's that, just...
1: the, all the Warriors lead the league in plus minus. So, <sighs> it's crazy. Like I said earlier, when they go to that deaf lineup, I, I don't see anybody being able to stop them.
2: Once again, I'm going to play devil's advocate <laughs> here and say if if there's a team due, it's going to be the Spurs because this year against the top teams in, in between the Cavs and Warriors, before the game that happened last week where they blew a 20-point lead, they were 4-0 against the Cavs and Warriors, and they were beating them by 20 points per game. So it's... They, they, have, they obviously have the players to do it. It's just whether or not they can. And Noah was n- so impressive to me. You, uh, One of you guys
0: mentioned, I don't remember, um, the game against Houston. That was on a back-to-back after they played the Spurs. Or I forgot which one came before which, but they played the Spurs and the Rockets on a back-to-back. They played
2: the Spurs first on the Rockets. Exactly,
0: and then mm. all of a sudden you're going against a team like the Rockets at home who play really well at home, and then they're on a back-to-back, which a lot of teams struggle with, and then all of a sudden they win by 20 or 15 or whatever it was, so... I just wanna throw this out there because I'm wearing the shirt. Um Clippers, do they have a shot? Because the second round matchup, if they do find a way to uh beat the Utah Jazz, which is not a shirt sure thing because the Jazz have been have been um, really playing well with Gordon Gordon Haywood and Rudy Gobert, I gotta give I gotta give a shout out to these Clippers right now and just throw it out throw it out to you guys. Do you think the Clippers have a legitimate shot to beat these Warriors because I honestly think they no. do. In the second round of the playoffs, it's going to be a it's going to be stop, Warriors no, Clippers. Enough. <laughs> am I like am I out of like my mind for yes? The, for you are right? out of your mind. Okay, well the Clippers I might be. <laughs> the Clippers
1: missed their opportunity that year when they gave up the three one league to, to the, the Rockets. Rockets. It was yeah. Josh like, Smith and the Rockets. Yeah, <laughs> oh Josh, my God. I, how much how much were you guys up by like twenty in the third quarter? at the end of
0: the third quarter it was a nineteen point lead, and then Josh Smith just just went uh, oh my God, he hit six threes in the fourth and, quarter
1: and that was the year before you know the Warriors even won the championships so i i honestly <laughs> thought you guys could compete with them that year, yeah and possibly win so
0: <laughs> I don't know i this is what i'm this is where I'm thinking um what I'm thinking uh Chris Paul and Blake haven't really been on the court healthy at the same times this year except for the past uh couple weeks when Chris Paul did come back from injury. Um, I don't know I just think that th- They'll fight They'll probably go seven games And in game seven I didn't think it happened You know what We might be looking Back on this show In um, mid-April Mid-May And then you guys will be uh, Better be texting me Saying you-, you were right Because I don't know I'm just gonna Keep the, the hope there Because I'm a big Chris Paul fan I- They're probably not Gonna be able to But You know what That's- I just still gotta Have hope You know
1: yeah, I mean, they just never have ever solidified that small forward position. They yeah. never
0: had For the last four or five years, yeah, they haven't had like,
1: three. And that's their biggest problem. I just don't understand why they haven't done it. You know, they tried. They tried Jeff Wesley, Green last year, too. Yeah, Jeff Green, Wesley Johnson, Paul Pierce. You know, they tried to bring Jamal Crawford off. They want to keep him on, on the bench. Yeah. Um, Austin Rivers was playing really well this year, but he got hurt. Now he's hurt with the hamstring. So, yeah. I mean, that just already shortens a bench that wasn't even that, you know, strong. So, I, I don't know. I'm just not really a... You know, a good Clippers, Blake Griffin type of fan I'm not uh, Blake, Blake Griffin See, fan.
0: I'm honestly, I'm not that big of a big Blake, Grif- Blake Griffin guy either I just, I think we should have traded him for Melo But that's yeah. another story We don't have much time But um, <laughs> quickly, before we go guys um, We got a couple minutes here Tonight, the Celtics and Cavs I know it's, um, it's a regular season game LeBron has said, I don't really care too much about the regular season I'm not one to ever, you know, make a big deal about a regular season game but I kind of want to get back to the Cavs just briefly before we go here because it's interesting. They're probably going to s- fall out of the number one spot tonight because Tristan Thompson is out with a thumb injury. So, do you think the Cavs are a little vulnerable right now? What do you guys think?
1: Uh, I kind of think they're going into the playoffs a little bit limping. Um, yeah. Um, they haven't been playing really well. They're, you know, not even. I think they're ranked 14th in the league in defensive efficiency, and no team has ever won an NBA championship. I think. Um, not in the top ten in the league, of defense efficiency. Yeah. So, you know, Kyrie's been playing really bad defensively. They haven't really been meshing. Kyle corver has been out. Kevin Love was out with an injury. J.R. Yeah. Smith is a little fatigued. So, I, I, I feel like the Celtics have their are definitely gonna have their number tonight. Where is the game at? Do you guys? It's in, you in Boston. Boston? Think yeah. It's in Boston. So yeah, I, I, I think Boston will take that number one seed. What do you think, Charlie? Yeah, I
2: saw a stat. That said, the, the, uh, if, if the season ended today, the Cavs would have a 0.6% chance of winning the championship. Wow. Which is kind of crazy since they won last year. Yeah. So yes. I, I just don't see – I, I think they'll make it out of the East eventually. I just don't see them repeating against the Warriors because of the Warriors' death and Kevin, yeah. the addition of Kevin Durant. Like we've been saying all season long. Yeah. But, but for tonight's game, it's in Boston, so I'm going to give Boston the edge. They're going to have the home crowd. They're going to be ready. They're going to be roaring. They're going to be ready for the playoffs wanting to see the Celtics compete for another championship and this isn't even this isn't even the best Celtics team out there because next year they can get the number one pick maybe even get Markel Fultz or at, acquire another marquee free agent so this if the if, even if the Celtics don't get the number one seed or come out of the east this year they still have plenty more chances next year and for years to come yeah and Gordon Haywood is a
0: free agent next year and um if you guys remember, Brad Stevens coached him. They got Tunesh. the Butler. Con- they got the Butler connection. So I wouldn't be surprised if he said, "Hey, I'm going to go to the Celtics and, um, you know, try to take LeBron and and uh, the Cavs down." But it was a great show today, guys. I had a great time. It's a week before the postseason, so being a basketball guy, I'm really really excited. I know you guys are really big basketball guys as well. Um, it was a great show, and stay tuned for next week for uh, Tyler Friere. Brett and Petty, and then Charlie Maysano. We'll see you next week. This was Pick and Pod, a production of WFUV Sports. All right. All right. All right. Show, yeah, honestly, if, if Gordon Haywood went to the Celtics, I would not be surprised.